3: Welcome to Jupiter Connection Radio. I am Samantha Rubinoloid and this is Chase the Crime. Chase the Crime may contain discussions about violent or disturbing topics. Some contents may contain personal opinion, and this is not intended to malign any religions, ethnic groups, clubs, organization, company, or individual. This show is for entertainment and informational purpose only. Are you ready for this new season of Chased Crime? With me on this new journey into the mind of female serial killers Macon, Georgia, lawyers, attorneys, judges, police officers, and many other people come and eat at this diner owned by a blonde woman with an outgoing personality. They usually say it's a pleasure to be in her place if you are not part of her family. Is a small town cook with secrets. Chase the Crime today is dedicated to Anjette Lyles.
4: Spinning.
3: Donovan Lyles was born in Macon, Georgia in um, August 1925, 1924. We don't know exactly the year. She was a single child. Her parents, Jetta Watkins and William Donovan, owned a produce company.
2: Um,
3: um, And Jetta was not a great student But she was very pretty and she had a charming personality that she was able to bend people to her will. Even when she was a child, she usually got whatever she wanted. Then in 1947, she married Ben Lyles Jr., son of Julia and Ben F. Lyle's senior. Her husband owned Lyle's restaurant in downtown Macon in Georgia. Uh, This was a business uh, that his father started back in the days. Um, Anjet and his husband had two daughters, Marcia in 1948 and Carla, in 1951, Anjette and Ben worked together in the restaurant and they did a great job. The restaurant was going so well and she was successful in um, uh, dealing with customers. Um, however, in um, it was a summer in 1951. Her husband sold the restaurant uh, because uh, of um, some health issues, issues that he was having at the time. He made this decision without consulting his wife. And for this reason, she never forgave him because she loved that restaurant. She loved spending time there and s- s- stay around people. And like already said, the restaurant was going very well. Unfortunately, Ben's Health was going uh, worse and worse and worse. He went to the hospital, but um, nobody, no one of the doctors were able to understand the cause of his uh, illness. And when he died, it was uh, January 1952, the doctor decided that um, upon encephalitis as a cause cause of death. So, Anjette found herself alone with two small daughters. She moved uh, with uh, her parents. She found a a job in in a local restaurant and she saved a lot of money. Um, In the meantime, she worked and she studied uh, because she wanted to learn the business. Why? She had a goal that she accomplished. She wanted to have her restaurant back. This is what happened in April 1955, just only three years after her husband died. And exactly four years after her husband sold the restaurant, she bought back the restaurant that she believed her husband had stolen from her. And she renamed the restaurant as Anjel. The food was a typical uh, southern food, but people love going there. Because they were attracted by her, because she was very friendly, friendly. Uh, she has this uh, outgoing, outgoing personality that every time you spend time there in the restaurant it seemed to be home. So Anjet quickly became the most popular restaurant in town. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show today, her uh, clients included businessmen, judges, attorneys, and civic leaders. Um, she was uh, a headstrong woman who stretched the boundaries of acceptable behavior in the small southern town. Uh, she drove uh, fancy cars and dressed in the newest styles and you know being in the in a small town in dead days we are talking about in the 50s people uh, gossip around they had there were a lot of rumors around the hairs especially around a bunch of men that went all the time in a, in, a, in a restaurant, but it seems that there is no proof if she had or not any relationship with one of them. We are in spring 1955, and she met Joel Neil Gabbard, a pilot for Capital Airways. She went with them on a trip to Texas and New Mexico later than a year and the two surprised everyone because they come back and they, before they come back home, they got married in New Mexico. It was the 24th of June, 1955, so her her husband died in April, no, sorry, her husband died in 1952. And in 1955, exactly after, after three years, she got married again. When they came back to Georgia, they moved into the Donovan household, which means uh, that their parents' that uh, house, but four months later unfortunately joe gabbard entered in the hospital for minor surgery on his wrist the problem was not the surgery the problems was that the day after the surgery he started having a a fever and painful skin rush that spread over his entire body. Also, this time, the doctor weren't able to understand the cause of his his illness. Joe Gabbard never recovered. He was transferred to the Veterans Hospital in uh, Dublin, Georgia, and there he died on December
2: 1955.
3: After her husband died, she went to the the County Superior Court and she changed her name from she back to Lyles and because of her husband because of her husband's death she received money from his life insurance red flag guys she bought a new car and also a house but only a few months after her husband's death she dated another capital Airways pilot, but when when uh, when Anjette bought uh, bought her new house, uh, her first mother-in-law, so Julia Lyle, uh, her first husband, uh, um, mother, moved in the house in the new house with her because she was lonely and she wanted to be closer to her grandchildren. She also spent uh, mm, almost every day at the restaurant that she and her husband had owned for, for years. And the same restaurant that in that moment belonged to Anjette. Uh, but Anjet found something very interesting for her. She found her mothers-in-law former mothers-in-law first mother-in-law handbook and she found out that her mother-in-law possessed a huge a considerable wealth. So she started to push pushing um, her mother-in-law to make a will but... She refused to do it. Um, there is something that was um, weird for the time in a small town that Anjat was uh, superstitious. Uh, they say that she frequented often uh, fortune tellers and rude doctors and tried to cast her own spells. She often pressed her maid Carmen Ho- Howard and her mother-in-law to participate in these ceremonies. And it wasn't uncommon for the restaurant staff to find her burning candles in the kitchen and speaking to the flames. Like I say, for that time, that was was very very weird. Not today for us, but at that time it was it was weird. In August 1955, do you know what happened? Her mother in law became ill, ill, and um, her daughter in law, so and and Jet stay with her and took care of her during her month-long hospital and she uh, she showed um, that she was worried about her mother-in-law so in this way all people around her clients restaurant staff people in the hospital they admire her seeing this uh, technically a former daughter-in-law who was taking care of this old woman who was very, very sick. And also, she often brought to to her mother-in-law her favorite food from the restaurant that she made by herself. She cooked by herself. A certain point... Uh, Julia Lyles suffered from nausea and severe edema the doctors were not able to isolate the cause of her symptom and she died the 29th September 1957 and she was buried beside her husband and her son but a week later Anjette produced the she claimed was her mother-in-law's will, in which part of her estate was left to Anjette and her daughters. Try to guess, insurance trusted her. So she made a lot of money. But everything was going very smooth, until Marcia, her first daughter, got sick too in 1958. At that time, people became suspicious of the death of the of all all of those people closer to unjet Lyle's unfortunately her daughter died on April April the 4th 1958 at that point the doctors decide for an autopsy they perform an autopsy, and they found in the child's body arsenic and high dose of arsenic So they decided to exhumate the bodies of uh, Ben Lyles Jr., her first husband, her second husband, and her mother-in-law. And try to guess, they found arsenic in their body too. Also, they searched in their house and they also, during some research in the house, they found several boxes with uh, ant poisoning, container sanning, with uh, some um, stuff as uh, voodoo, candle, written spells, potions, powders, and roots. On May the 6, 1958, Jet Lyles, was arrested and charged with four counts of murder
4: white snow, red sky, reach up for so so. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
3: Liles, all of her stories, you know, this beautiful woman with an ongoing personality who was able to attract people to her restaurant. People used to go there because they have the feeling that they they were home because she was very nice, very welcome people. And people loved spending time in her restaurant. Yes, the food was not so bad, but she was the attraction of the restaurant. So she was arrested in 1958 after her first daughter died, passed away, because they found out after an autopsy that the body of this poor kid was full of uh, arsenic And then they found out, because they exhumated the body of her first and second husband and her first mother-in-law, they found out that she poisoned them with arsenic. Her trial attracted worldwide attention. Uh, Always a huge crowd were uh, outside the courtroom because they... They were also kind of shocked, you know, and they were there and they wanted to um, be present during, during the trail. People say everybody loves her. She's a sweet person. Going to go into a restaurant, you didn't think about the food as much as you thought about just being welcome. She hugged everybody's neck when they wa- walked in the door. She wouldn't. She would come to each table and sit down and talk. She had a personality that was terrific. It was a pleasure to go to her restaurant about this, it's uh, a good way to be an owner of a a business, especially a business in the hospitality. She never admitted that what she did. Uh, There are, um, it seems that there was, everything was planned uh, she never did anything without thinking about that.
2: But think about
3: this. They found the important points
1: uh,
3: about all of uh, the situation, about her. So they, in all of these points, are connected, all of this statements. First of all, each of the victims occupied a close relationship to one jet. Each of the victims died only for one reason, because of arsenic poisoning. Each victim died as a result of multiple doses built up to a lethal level. I'm reading what the, mm, what the paper of the trailer uh, said, Anjet was the only person in close personal attendance for all four victims Anjet showed little or no grief over each death Anjet Collected a substantial amount of money as a result of each death. Think about that only for her mother in law, she knew that her mother in law, Julia, had $100,000 in saving. Only in saving. Plus, she had a house and she had other property. Anjet um, each of the victims sorry was uh, lavishly buried buried by Anjet All of the victims were carried to the same hospital at which they were attended by Anjet She expressed intense dislike for each of the victims either before or after his her death and the last statement in the paper that uh, belonged to to the trail Anjette predicted the death of each of victims except her first husband sounds very familiar right do you remember we already talked last episode was uh, about a woman who used to predict the death of uh, people around her, but you know, it was no it was not true.
1: Because they plan,
3: they schedule everything, you know, in the same way when you when you have a goal, when you want to accomplish a goal, you have to write down everything. You have to have a plan for everything. Plan A, Plan B, Plan C, and this is what is uh basically what is uh, Woman, uh, no woman, women did uh, to kill people. Um, there are also some some evidence uh, that the um, prosecution included um, in this trail. Um, first of all, okay, there was uh, a lot of evidence that the victims died over arsenic poisoning that she gave them in small doses over a period of time and uh, uh, that poison the ant poison was found in uh, unjust bedrooms so there are um, other evidence uh, like uh, that the, um, Anjet's employees uh, heard many times her, um, her respond to her daughter's annoying behavior by screaming at her, calling her S of B," and uh, threatening or swearing to kill her. Then um, they say they also Anjet would take food and drink to the vit- 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 victims uh, while they were in the hospital. But before delivering a drink, Canjet would disappear into a restaurant for a few minutes, taking both the drink and her purse with her. This is always the evidence that what they, um, her um, employees said, and they say it again. When Anjet's daughter was in the hospital bed, crying out from hallucinations, induced terror, since snakes and thinking bugs, uh, were crawling out of her fingers, Jet uh, standing. I mean, they say that she was not acting uh, normal. jet's daughters, for this reason, probably, they started having suspicion that something wrong was happening to this girl and probably the same thing happened to the previous victim they say that two weeks, two weeks before her suffering daughter died um, when when um, when the doctor uh, told uh, Anjet that the girl would uh, recover Anjeta uh, ordered a coffin for her girl. And two weeks before uh, Marsha died, Anjeta remarking, Well, she won't be used this anymore packed up the girl's personal thing in the hospital room, discarded the flower and put the suitcase in the hall, but kept some of the flower w- w- uh, vases saying she was going to take them to the cemetery. Like already to- told you during the trail, what came out about Anjet, that she was su- superstitious a creature obsessed with magic and the occult, they say that she visited uh, fortune tellers and that she had roots, powders, potions, voodoo, uh, paraphernalia in her home and they say that she often burned candle, and she had a different color of can- candles. Um they say that she she explained to them the white candles were for peace, the red were for love, green for luck and money, orange for keep for keeping people uh, away from gossiping about her and black candles were burned when you wanted someone to die. <laughs> Um Anjet didn't uh, have any witness on the stand or um, introduce any evidence. Uh, what she did for her entire defense was uh, uh, um, consisted of her uh, unsworn statement that she made personally to the jury in which she denied killing anyone and she protested her love for the victims hmm. but something something happened because we are like I already told you we are in Georgia in um, at the end of the 50th the beginning of the uh, the 60s. The problem is that you know she was uh, accused of four more murders, and she would have been the first white woman executed in the state of Georgia. Try to guess. Many politicians were unhappy that that this thing. Could happen. So, at that time, the governor Ernest uh, um, Van Van Diver, sorry, decided to call a sanity commission consisting of psychiatric psychologists and medical doctor to examine jet. The conclusion the team presented to the board of pardons and parole was that the prisoner was insane. This moment the board commuted her death sentence because that was the sentence. She was sentenced death. So they commuted her death sentence and she was sent to the state hospital for the insane in the middle of the Beach, Georgia. And she was... Uh, when she... When the the commission, the Sanity Commission, um, examined her, they... They, they diagnoses her with a, a paranoid schizophrenia. Then she died... In the, in the hospital for a heart failure at the age of 52. But let me tell you what she said to a friend after, when she was recovering, when she was in the hospital, when she supposed to spend all of her life in this hospital instead of, uh, um, of being executed. She statement, her statement was, They think I'm crazy as hell. And I'm going to let them keep thinking it. Because if they don't, they are going to fry my ass.
1: you wake me up to have a conversation and inform me about how I make you feel inside you keep talking and I'm listening but could you try to shut up I'm almost getting dizzy now from the way you bummed me out I know that you wanted me to be someone I'm not give you all my love and never mess it up but I won't Pretending that I have so and love for you, baby, I'm done, I'm just done Because I'm way too passive-aggressive for you, babe I know that I can't be too fast but I won't feel like you do, babe You know I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk about mistakes It's not like you'll get a retake I'll never feel like you do, babe, even if I try to to, even if I try to.
3: be back it's time to wrap up uh, this episode of Chase the Crime and uh, we uh, just talked about Anjette Lyles as this beautiful attractive and uh, so a nice woman who loved having people around all the time but at the same time she didn't love so much her family because she killed uh, Two of her husbands, plus uh, her first mother-in-law and her oldest daughter. Now, where is her second daughter? I'm talking about Carla. It seems that, sure, Carla uh, grabbed all the money that used to belong to her mother. It seems that she she moved uh, in another city, away from uh, Macomb, probably away from Georgia. And it seems also that she changed her name because she didn't want to be associated with her mom. I don't blame her, honestly. Yes, the, she was the first woman that is, uh, instead of being sentenced, sentenced to death at her trial... She was diagnosed, it was the first woman that was diagnosed uh, with paranoid schizophrenia. Probably she was normal than me. (laughs) And uh, because of many politicians didn't want that a white woman was executed, they didn't want that would happen. They found, you know, a second easy way to avoid that kind of sentence let me thank you uh, murder murderpedia.org and the crimewire.com for uh, all the information they they um, they have on the website they did a great job and thank to them uh, i can um I can prepare this show. Thank you very much. And I also want to thank Spreaker uh, for giving us a chance uh, to perform a performer on Jupiter Connection Radio here on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Thank you to Epidemic Sound for all the music. And like I already told you, this month we will have... Uh, Mm, chase the crime one after another because it's uh, uh thanksgiving in uh, two weeks uh, and you don't want to listen <laughs> me talking about crime in a week where we just be f- a little bit more focused than usual about being grateful uh we should be focused every day about being grateful but you know we have this habit that there is one day that we remember that we should be in that way or we need to remember someone else so we'll be here in a few days again we chase the crime Lara will take over the week of Thanksgiving with an amazing and a stunning uh, episode of uh, Starway 2 talking about Native American Indian because in the in the um in the, the morning show and the weekly inspiration we dedicate we have dedicated everything to Native American Indian because this is Native American Indian Heritage Month okay so I see you in a few days talking about it will be our last woman serial killer for this second season of Chase the Crime Thank you very much for being here. See you very soon. And don't worry, I watch your back. Good night.